Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. And you know, David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships. Maybe sometimes a bit of tantra. That's, I think, what we're going to talk about on today's show. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters. And we all deserve it. We sure do. So, do you ever feel like you've had enough of other people's influence on your life? Are you looking for ways of taking control and guiding your own destiny, wherever it may take you? Well, on today's show, we're going to be talking about how to manifest the best version of yourself by harnessing your own sexual energy to create more in your life, whether you're looking for personal development, peak performance, or how to heal from a past trauma. We'll have some great insight for you to consider. We will, and we're going to talk about great sex, too, right at the end of the show. But first, you know, we start every show talking about our top waterproof blanket because, you know, really everybody should continue to have great sex now more than ever. But if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof and guarantees to keep your bed and your mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely, go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket, that's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. You know we are Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are so excited to welcome today's special guest. Speaker and educator Janelle Gordon studied Tantra and yoga extensively with Masters in Thailand after leaving her traumatic past behind her for a brighter future. And she's going to be telling us all about her journey, so I say no more. Janelle Gordon, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle, and thank you for taking time out of your hectic day and week for spending an hour with us today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to to be on a show that is finally in the genre of of what I do. (laughs) Jay, we all love talking about sex and sexuality, so join the club. We need to have more shows like this. This is the first podcast show where... This was the topic, so. Yay, great. Yay, well, we're going to get down and dirty. Yeah, and at the yeah, end yeah. of the show, you know, we're going to talk about your sex life. So everybody stay tuned. But first, Janelle, why don't you tell us a little bit how this coronavirus has changed your sex life and your relationship over the past couple of months? Well, I hope, I hope that... Uh, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but honestly, honestly, for me, it actually enhanced. <laughs> okay. Good. And I was having more, <laughs> I was having more sex, um, um, with, uh, with several men, um, actually all in their twenties. So I know we'll talk about that more later, but I was sleeping with a 21 year old, uh, that I didn't know he was that age until he got in my bed. And then, um, I, I, a 24-year-old NFL player and two other 24-year-olds. So I don't know what happened, 
but they are all needing some energy and some calming because of COVID. So they came to me and I welcomed them. <laughs> I guess the question is, did you do them all at the same time or one at a time? No, no. I mean, that was the next step. No, <laughs> unfortunately it was just one at a time, but um, no, you know, it was, it was for me a really great time of like sexual indulgence, I would say. And I knew it, you know, it, I knew that that's what it would be even in my astrological chart. I knew it was going to be fleeting and it was going to be fun. And I was like, why the heck not? The rest of the world is freaking out. I am going to enjoy this time. And I did. We just had a conversation <laughs> with a, a friend last night and we were talking about having sex with younger men. And, you know, do they have the right mojo? Do they have the experience? You know, C Carol's a MILF and, and, you know, we've had sex with all different ages of people and types of people. And the discussion last night turned to, you know, do the younger guys really know what it takes to get you off? Well, this is interesting. And I know we're going to talk about this more later, so I don't want to go into too sure. much, but you know what, for me being a tantric, you know, I'm used to having sex for all day, you know, um, because our men, um, practice a little differently in a sense that they don't, they don't, um, they practice semen retention, which means they don't ejaculate. So I'm used to having sex with tantric men for hours. And so for me, it's, it's very disappointing often when I am with a man and I'm like, Oh wow, that's it. <laughs> like I was just getting warmed up. So to answer your question, the young men, I would say the, the ones I'm with, because I typically tend to date athletes, so they can go for a long time, mm -hmm. not even being tantric. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. Sometimes, and sometimes their technique is quite good. Other times they need a little guidance and I'm always happy to help there them you go. along their, <laughs> along their path. All right. Well, we'll get it. We're going to get into that in our last section. Great yeah, sex matters. Sure. But yes, yes, yes. Now, although this is not going to be our, t our whole topic today, but can you just briefly tell us about your story just so we can understand where yeah. your point of view is started from in your education and your teaching? Absolutely. So, you know, for me, I think I'm a unique Tantra teacher in the sense that, um, you know, um, I have a story and everything that's really good in life comes with a good story, right? right. Like all the Ted talks are a good story. <laughs> that's what happens. That's how they start. I should know. I have three of them actually coming. So for me, you know, I grew up in uh, the foster system, suffered abuse at a very, as, as an infancy, um, as an infant rather, and got caught up in the system, was placed in extremist, fundamental, well-meaning, but Christian cult. And just had a, an, a very dramatic childhood and um, repressed is another great word. <laughs> so repressed in every aspect from society, but also repressed sexually. So when I got picked up very quickly by my first trafficker, um, I started to see that the, the sheltered world that I grew up in <laughs> was, was just totally, totally different than the world I ended up in in Las Vegas, Nevada, you know, stripping in the clubs for the Jeffrey Epstein's of the world, the, all the athletes I could, and celebrities you, you name, I've, I've entertained them all. Um, so it was very, like, it was just such a shock, a culture shock of, wow, this is life. What I grew up in was not life. And as we know, maybe the Vegas really isn't life, but it was just such a shock to me. 
And so once I got into this, like, you know, it was, I wasn't able to get out for over a decade and I, I nearly died many times, but found the strength one day and courage to leave um, my traffickers after being, you know, trafficked in the strip club, the adult entertainment online um, world, as well as the porn world for a very short time. So kind of have seen it all the escort agencies I've seen there. I've seen it, been there, done it, all of it. And I was able to get out of that, faked my own death, fled to an island and really um, began to heal as I studied a niche form of yoga called um, Tantra. And so that's, I think I kind of said a little more than what you asked, but that was the long and short. No, that's very, very cool. (laughs) And because we want to talk more about the healing that you have and how now you encourage and help other people. So just knowing where you've come from is a very important part of understanding you and what you're able to offer to your, your clients. And, and you became uh, an intimacy coach and is really where you are today. Correct. Tell us a little bit about what that means and how you got there. Yeah. So intimacy coaching is, is really focused on you. (laughs) Like it's focused on you. A lot of times I think people think, Oh, it's, focused on your partner. And um, so I am a Tantra coach, but a lot of people get scared of the word Tantra or it's kind of maybe it's, it's a weird trigger for them. So I like intimacy uh, because it, it just sounds, you know what that means, right? Yeah. And it's not as scary. So I, I basically demystify the practice of Tantra and my target um, clients are people that are busy entrepreneurs that have some shame around their sexuality and that maybe have never experienced an orgasm or never experienced all 11 forms of orgasm that are available to women and uh, full body orgasms for men as well. So this is my, <laughs> my work to really help entrepreneurs, men and women, to have a healthier, empowered view of their sexuality, to shake the shame around it, and to really be able to live um, an orgasmic life. And uh, yeah, so... Um, that's, that's a little bit of what I do. A lot of it is focused on healing the relationship with yourself first and the intimacy with yourself and not taking that over into your partner. Really, any relationship you have, it's all about the connection you have with you. Mm-hmm. If that is messed up, you cannot have a successful relationship. I don't care if you're monogamous, polyamorous, whatever. Swinging doesn't matter. If you have not fixed a relationship with yourself and you don't date yourself first, good luck with any relationship, sexual or otherwise. So I really focus on that. And I use a lot of principles um, from NLP and things to help people reprogram their thoughts and behaviors and patterns. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. We're going to talk about NLP in our second section because it's so powerful. Yeah, exactly. Now, and when was it that you realized that this is your calling? At what point in your own healing? (laughs) Yeah, so I was, excuse me, pardon me. I was very early in the island in Thailand. It was actually my first Tantra uh, workshop that I attended on the island. And um, I decided, okay, I'm going to do the training, the whole entire intensive training. But it was the material that they were teaching and how I will never forget it. One of my teachers was talking about sex and sexuality. And he was saying, you know, even the bees are always pollinating. You know, they're having sex every day. He's like, nature around us is always having sex. And we don't look at them and shame them. Or we don't look at them and 
excuse me, look at them in some kind of negative way, we really like, you know, we embrace that. Like, I love honey. Yeah, <laughs> Who doesn't love their honey, right? Like, so it was, it, <clears throat> and, and he also said something very powerful is like, you know, your sexuality is really nothing more than your connection to your spirituality. And it was just such this, I don't know, it was this thing of growing up with all the shame and dogma around sex, to being exploited in sex, to coming full circle to a place and a path that said, really, sexuality is spirituality. It's the same. And it just, it just did something in me. And it, I said, you know what, I want to teach this forever. But I want to teach it to not the hippies of the world that already practice yoga. I want to teach it to, to businessmen and women, to entrepreneurs, to help them, you know, have a more successful life. Wow. And, you know, when we spoke earlier, uh, we talked about how, well, you teach how you use or harness your sexual energy to make changes in your life. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So, you know, energy is power, you know, it's, it's life force. And a lot of us, frankly, don't have much of it today <laughs> because we have, you know, conditioned ourselves to, to do things that don't build energy, right? We, you know, eat fast food. We sit around and watch TV all day. And uh, I'm not trying to shame anyone. I'm just saying that <clears throat> the patterns that we have created have caused us to feel a lack of energy. Who can go without a cup of coffee? Most people cannot. Right. Some kind of caffeine, you know, and or soda or whatever it might be. So we've created this lifestyle that's the antithesis of energy and vibrancy and fully alive and being, you know, people always ask like, well, how do you have sex when you're so tired? It's like, we well, got to fix you first, you know, you got to heal your energy levels first. So for me, I use this practice of moving um, sexual energy during self-pleasure to give my whole being more energy because your sexual energy is your most powerful energy you possess, right? It creates life. If you think of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you're a mom, but like, if you have children, you're like, that was some powerful sexual energy, right? Now yeah. I have like a light growing inside of me, right? So when you look at it like that, it's easy to see like, oh my gosh, like sexual energy is the most powerful energy. So what if I could use that energy to kind of manipulate it to help me have more vital energy in my life, to be able to do more of what I want to do, to be able to create more in my business, more time with my kids, etc. And so that's what I do. And I do that through conscious practice, um, self, self-practice or self-pleasure or masturbation, whatever people want to call it. I know a lot of people have triggers around these words. So, so yeah. this, is, this is a practice that you do daily. Is that correct? Correct. I do it um, most days. It's sometimes, you know, fluctuates. It'll be evening or whatever. But typically, I like to do it in the afternoon around two thirty, between two and three, in that time when people start blood sugar start dropping, people start getting tired, and so I kind of just go into that mode. And um, yeah, that's and it, that's is, what I do, and it gives me energy for the rest of the day. And is it also incorporate meditation, or is it a, just a physical and energy thing that's happening? No, I move into a state of meditation at the end. Yeah, it's very much so a fully um, holistic process. And that's really the, what Tantra is. People think it's just sex, but it's really like that's just one aspect of the whole discipline, if you will. 
And all of these things you learned when you were in Thailand. Yes, I learned. I was there for a year and I studied um, extensively with my tantric masters at the ashram. And I also went to India and studied there at our sister school as well. It must be. It must have been such a culture shock for you to come through the trauma and the issues growing up and all the slimy people you had to deal with. And then you just left and you went into this other world of, I'll call it bliss and spirituality. And it must have just been such a, a weight taken off your shoulders. You know, it really was. It, it was kind of hard for me to adjust when I first got there because it was very much so surreal. It was like, oh, wow, everyone's wearing white. <laughs> and like, you know, it was just, just like you described it, you know, it was very, it was just an interesting process of saying, okay, it is very blissful here and people aren't getting angry and there's no like, you know, scamming and scheming and people are just really in their bodies and connected and all those things. It's just like, I had never really experienced that. So it was, it, it was bliss though. And it was something I just said like, wow, I want to experience more of this. This is quite nice. Yeah. Well, that's great. Listen, I'm just going to ask yeah. you to hold that thought for a second as we remind everybody that this is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David, and we're having a discussion today with speaker and educator Janelle Gordon, all about how we can change our destiny by applying certain spiritual and tantric-type um, maneuvers or practices to make things better than they have been before. Just stay with us. We'll be right back. Lube, lube, lube. You know we're always talking about lube and how we use lube every time we play because it makes our sex better, hotter, and longer lasting. Well, we want to make sure you're using lube too. And not just any lube. We all know that there's many types of lube out there. You have to pick wisely. Earlier this year, we discovered a new lube and it's become our go-to favorite. It's Promescent Organic Lube. And wow, what a game changer. For me, the most important aspect is that it's tasteless because you all know how much I love to suck cock and I always start off with a handful of lube to get things going, you know what I mean? So it needs to be smooth and silky and tasteless. Mmm, and it feels so good on my clit and pussy too. Yeah, and it keeps us going and going while we keep coming and coming. Mmm, we love that. And it's safe for toys and condoms as well. And we know you want better sex too, so go to thesexylifestyle.com for more information about Promescent Organic Lube along with their full range of other sexual health and wellness products and simply order yours today because great sex matters and we all deserve it. Lube, lube, lube. You know we're always talking about lube and how we use lube every time we play because it makes our sex better, hotter, and longer lasting. Well, we want to make sure you're using lube too. And not just any lube. We all know that there's many types of lube out there. You have to pick wisely. Earlier this year, we discovered a new lube and it's become our go-to favorite. It's Promescent Organic Lube. And wow, what a game changer. For me, the most important aspect is that it's tasteless because you all know how much I love to suck cock. And I always start off with a handful of lube to get things going, you know what I mean? So it needs to be smooth and silky and tasteless. Mmm, and it feels so good on my clit and pussy too. Yeah, and it keeps us going and going while we keep coming and coming. Mmm, we love that. And it's safe for toys and condoms as well. And we know you want better sex too, so go to thesexylifestyle.com for more information about 
promescent organic lube along with their full range of other sexual health and wellness products and simply order yours today because great sex matters and we all deserve it. Alrighty, we're back. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're going to continue our discussions about manifesting your best life possible with speaker and educator Janelle Gordon. So Janelle, let's start by talking about intimacy and passion in in relationships. And there's some little known secrets that you like to share in one of your blogs we read about. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, we kind of touched on it before. You know, intimacy is really about you know, I hate this analogy. It's so cheesy, but it's like into me, I see, you know, and it's, it's really about you first. So people want lasting love and they want, you know, this fairy tale notebook type of love story, but they're not willing to do the work. And the work of intimacy starts with you being real and honest with yourself about everything because people get mad when their partner lies to them or cheats on them or, you know, um, goes against their values or beliefs but they do that to themselves every day. So it's like, wait a minute. The most important relationship that you have to manage is the one with yourself. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time really helping people to develop practices that get them closer to them. And if you believe it or not, most people really, they don't like themselves, let alone love themselves. So this is a, this is a hard battle we have to, to really conquer in in really having more intimacy show up in your life. Now, do you think one of the issues with people not being able to, you know, take care of themselves is balance that they they they're too weighted in the crap that goes on at work or their family or their um uh, in-laws. You know, we we always talk about that couples for their their marriage, their relationships to work, they have to have that proper balance between family, work, and relationship and sex. Does, how does this play into what you teach? Oh, this is a, a perfect, perfect example. And thank you so much for bringing it up. I get asked often, you know, how do I make time for, you know, sex or intimacy or, you know, connection with my partner, spouse, whatever it is. And I say, well, you just plan it. <laughs> and people are like, oh, that's weird. I'm like, is it weird that you plan to go to the gym? Right. <laughs> is it weird that you plan your meals? Is it weird that you plan your meetings? Is it like, what are you going to say? I'm not going to eat today because it's really weird that I planned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, you're going to plan your lunch and you're going to eat it because if you don't, you're going to be hungry and you're not going to, you know, get the nutrients. And if you're eating the right food, you're not going to have the energy that you need. So it's the same thing in relationships. People, I also had this one podcaster I was on with the other day, great kid, very young, very successful. But he said, I'm married to my job and my girlfriend really gets mad at that. And I said, well, of course she does. I said, you're married to your job. Like you've told her essentially that she is not worth what your job is. Right. How can you expect to go deep with anyone and have orgasms and have all this deep connection and intimacy and love? If you point blank said, you will always come second. <laughs> like It's like, you know, I don't know. I guess I laugh at it, not to laugh at him, but it's just, it's so funny when we think about how we treat relationships and sex and intimacy, we put it as if we get everything else done at the end of the night, we'll have sex. But at the end of the night, people are tired. Mm-hmm. 
So you wouldn't do like if you have to do your tax returns, are you going to wait till midnight to do no. them? No, no, probably not. Unless you're like just procrastinated. <laughs> Most people are going to do it, you know, which I, I had many people that called me and said, oh, I did that. I said, hire an accountant. It's not that expensive. Like, why do you put yourself through this out? But the thing is, like, you're you're going to do it in the morning when you're fresh, when your energy's there, when your head is clear, especially if math isn't really your thing, you know. And I'm not trying to co- co- connect, you know, compare sex to taxes. But the thing is, like, if it's something really important, you're not going to wait till the end of the night, the last thing to do. You're going to plan it, prioritize it. And that's what you have to do with sex and connection and dates and stuff like that. Yeah, you'll have times where it's just spur of the moment and you just go at it in the kitchen, whatever, that one look or whatever. But if you don't plan your intimacy and connection, it will not happen. Just like if you won't plan your future or your week, it won't happen. It'll happen the way it unfolds. And oftentimes the way it unfolds is not the most productive way, right? Yeah. And so, so I yeah. can just see that. So connect- that's a big thing. Yeah, that's the connection with the, the balance because we do need all that balance. And if we're, <clears throat> if we're really comparing nutrients in our body with, from the food we get and all that pleasure that we get from sex, we need that too. We have to have the sexual pleasure in our lives just to be normal human beings. Yeah, well, we have to, especially for women. I mean, it's for men as well. But, you know, women, we, we have, you know, progestion, estrogen. And we have testosterone as well, you know, and men mostly have testosterone. But when we are, you know, experiencing orgasms, it's sending us oxytocin, which oxytocin is like crack. It's the love drug. Mm. It's what makes a mother not say, oh, that was fucking shitty eight months, nine months. Good luck. Drop the baby and go. (laughs) Right. No, it's like, you know, know, I can't bend it in my clothes. I was vomiting for three months, you know, like. Can you imagine if we didn't have oxytocin, we'd be like, say la vie, babies would be in the hospital, moms would be out like on the town that night. <clears throat> but we have oxytocin because it's meant to connect and trigger bonding and connection and bliss. It, it, you know, this, it, and that comes from orgasm. Right. So if women aren't orgasming on a regular basis, they're not really tapping in to their highest potential of being just happy, <laughs> you know, being like a happy woman, let alone all the spiritual stuff. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, I'm going to change gears for a second, and you've mentioned it a couple of times in the show. I want to talk about, you know, this this busy entrepreneur that you talk about, and how does intimacy and bliss and, and all this come together for these people who are out there doing good things, and, you know, the world of women entrepreneurs is getting bigger and bigger and bigger now. How, how do you tie it all together and how important is that in a relationship so i always um tend to meet women at these personal development events that are very high ticket events and these women have you know very successful careers a lot of money and they always come up to me and say like i can do anything i want i can buy anything i want i have everything i need and i would give it all away to have what you have Hmm. and i'm like me (laughs) really (laughs) and they're like yeah you're in flow, you're connected to your feminine. They're like, I watch you. You don't even do anything. You just walk and people are just like drawn to you. And so these, you have these women that are these boss babes that are so in their masculine energy because they, they're, they're good. They're good at the game of business. 
I'm not necessarily good at the game of business. I'm learning to be better because I get coached by the best, but I'm good at being in the feminine flow and the creative. So these women see me and they're like, oh my God, I don't know how to date. I don't know what to do. I'm awkward. I don't feel sexy. I don't know how to orgasm. Like the list goes on and on. And I'm like, in my mind thinking, God, they've got everything. They've got a successful career, you know, but without the feminine flow of energy running through feminine veins, through women's veins, you know, you will never be satisfied. I don't care how much money, how many Louboutins you have, how many Benzes you have. It doesn't matter because you're supposed to be innately connected to your divine power, which is your feminine energy, which is the essence of creativity, which is sexuality. Sexuality is feminine energy. So I help women to go from go, go, go to switch from go, go, go to the feminine flow and help them to really experience those big O's that we all want more of. And what are one of the, so that's, fir- that's what are one of the first things that you tell these women who are always go, go, go to get slow down to and- slow down and get into that sexual energy? Get into their body because motion equals emotion. Um, so we got to get them into their body. Most of them aren't, or if they are, they're doing something very rigid, like boxing. And, and yeah, I have one client, she got so mad at me when I told her, like, I didn't tell her to stop boxing. I just said, let's bring in some feminine movements. Let's bring in some dance because they do this type of workout because it builds more of the masculine energy so they can kill it at work. Yeah. But I'm like, you can't do that and be able to go into these you know, orgasmic states when you're boxing and doing weights all day. And don't get me wrong, I do weights too. I tend to have an excess amount of feminine. So I have to build the masculine. And so the, and I get them into their body. And I have a specific course. I actually have it when I get off the phone with you at 11 a.m. So I'm in the boot camp right now. Cool. Where and, I teach and women do you, how, and to, do you find how that, to do this. Do you find that some of these women don't masturbate? They don't self-love, self-pleasure, and they're like totally against it? Um, you know, I think, I don't know if it's a matter of them being against it. I think some of, I think the rare, the rare cases are there, there's like shame around it. Right. And they'll, and they won't talk about it or they'll say, yeah, like, oh yeah, I don't do that. But I think, um, that a lot of women who are doing it are not orgasming or if they are, it's just one way. It's a very, um, masculine type of orgasm superficial as we call it which is the clitoral orgasm Mm -hmm. and there's so many other more powerful in-depth feminine ways to orgasm but women will never know that if they never do the work and and this information unfortunately you can't really google it no exactly but you've got some courses so that's cool now you mentioned earlier about nlp which is the neuro-linguistic programming can you just explain what that is and how it works so I'm not an expert, and let me just be clear on that. There are a lot of experts in it, but I have used the principles that I've learned through attending Tony's workshops at Tony Robbins and, and by taking several NLP courses to strengthen my ability to communicate with myself and in my practice as well as in my coaching with my clients. So NLP is, as you said, it neuro-linguistic programming, and it's really how you connect and how you relate to the dialogue that goes on in your mind, right? It's like how you, it's like a process of um, digesting information. And oftentimes we have 
totally screwed this out because we have we've learned to process information and patterns and and, and pick up patterns and negative habits um, because we just do the same thing over and over. We get up, we tell ourselves like, oh, I don't look good or I don't feel good or, you know, I'm not going to be successful or I'm not orgasmic or I can't do this. I'll never, I can't do a business. Like the stuff that we say to ourselves is, is, is freaking terrible. Like we would never talk to anyone else that way. But the way we communicate in our own mind is, is just, it's horrible. And so neuro-linguistic programming goes in and helps to reprogram your mind by connection through um, all the senses. So see it, smell it, taste it, um, touch it, hear it. Did I see it? Yeah, all of them. So all the senses. <clears throat> and it teaches you how to go in and basically reprogram any habit, any pattern, by just use of language and by use of kinesthetics, getting it into your physiology. So what you focus on, what you feel. So um, basically, you know, for instance, if I wake up every morning and say, oh, 5.30 again, here I go, lay in bed, toss and turn, keep hitting the alarm, you know, and I just have this negative, like, I'm just going to lay here in bed and I don't want you know like it's just negative and then your brain is going to associate waking up in the morning with being negative and being hard but if I wake up in the morning and I get into my body the first thing I do is jump up and say oh my god I love my bed it's amazing my pillows are so great I love this sudden case I can't wait to jump in the freezing cold water even if I don't because I take cold showers in the morning the practice that I started in this work but even if I don't love it, if I tell myself that and I get into my body physically, eventually my brain will start believing it because your brain only believes what you tell it, but not just what you tell it. That's why the secret stuff normally doesn't work. It's how you feel. So if there's an emotional shift in your biochemistry and it goes into your nervous system, then your body believes it. Oh. So it's oh. kind of like reprogramming. Right. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very interesting. And so when yeah. you, you you incorporate some of these techniques in the courses that you that you produce, right? Mm -hmm. Very cool. Correct. So yeah. I'll use it like in suggesting and when we're doing work and helping women to get into their body. Wow, that's very Just cool. Just because I know like, okay, yeah, I can say specific cues and they're already moving there in a positive state and then I'll like quote anchor it in, mm -hmm. which is just the terminology that just helps women to to get more into it, get it more into their physical body is what right, I'm trying to say. Right. And I know I read one of your blogs, which talked about how to improve your relationship using Tantra. And these are the practices that you incorporate as well in your <clears throat> courses. And how does that work? Um, it's really just about slowing everything down. I'd say that's one of the main things. We because, just live in this go, 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 yeah, go society, yeah, you know, yeah. me, myself lately, I've been go, 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 which is after this class, the rest of the day, I'm just going to just take it easy and slow down mm -hmm. and um, just really take time with myself. And so, yeah, we, we don't do that enough. We don't stop and we don't stop and learn to be. We're always doing. So the practice of Tantra is a little bit like the mindfulness practice. Like it helps you to just take in all the senses and, and really slowing down the practice of like being with someone, getting to really know that person, asking that person the right questions, not interviewing them, but finding if you have 
shared values. And if you don't have shared values, that's okay too, but you have to decide if the values are going to be conflicting to one another. So for instance, like say your top value is excitement, but your partner's top value is security. It's like, that is going to be a little difficult to maneuver. Do you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I'm not saying you need two clones, but you have to see that if your values match, because at the end of the day, we are attached to our values and beliefs more than we're attached to anything else in the world, which is why typically people tend to partner with the same type of people, right? right. Same, same type of socioeconomic. And you never really see someone on welfare dating a billionaire, right? Like right. that just doesn't well. happen because it's like, well, how do we connect? So <clears throat> it's about getting to know people for their values, their beliefs, and seeing if that's a good fit. And if it's not, it's like, okay, I know that. Before I get into this and then say, like, I don't understand why we're not getting along. Well, it's because I want to go jump out of the airplane and you want to sit at home and knit. Right. And, you know, like, it's not, you know, so things like that. But the main thing is really just slowing everything down. Right. That's just slowing good. everything from, from foreplay to kissing to even just getting into your body without doing anything sexual. If you can get into your body, and I say that a lot, and it's such a cliche term. But like connect with your body, like to be in your body means to embody your body, not like, I feel like some, you know, most people walk around and they're in their body. But if I say, well, where do you feel that pain? They might be able to pinpoint it, but they might say, oh yeah, it's in my knee or whatever. Well, can you tell me like how, like, what does that sensation feel like? What does it normally feel like? When did this pain onset? What do you do? How are you feeling emotionally in your body? Like if you ask hard questions like that, people are like, I don't know. I was just going to work and my knee started hurting. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like for me, I am fully know what goes on in my body to the point to where it's sometimes annoying because if something slightly happens that's off, I'm like, oh God, what's wrong with me? Because I'm so connected to it at such a like fine tuned level, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel everything. And if you think if more people are feeling in their body, we're going to have more in orgasmic, orgasmic, that was a weird thing, orgasmic potential because more people are connected to their bodies. Right. So two connected bodies makes one giant orgasm. <laughs> no, I mean, this is all amazing <laughs> stuff. We're just going to take another second to remind everybody that we are Carol and David from The Sexy Lifestyle, and we're having an amazing discussion with speaker and educator Janelle Gordon. And coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters, so stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. We're just going to talk about hedonism, one of our favorite places on the planet. We haven't been there since January because of COVID-19, but we're hoping to be back there in December 2020, and we want to invite everyone to join us at Hedonism 2 on Negril Beach in Jamaica. And, you know... um, there's definitely going to be a new normal out there, and uh, we don't know exactly what it's going to be, but we do know that Hedo's going to be celebrating with all their sexy and loyal guests with amazing rates, some fantastic Caribbean Jamaican food, of course, the sexy entertainment, and their award-winning staff. And we really can't wait to get back home to Hedo and uh, be there with our sexy friends, go to the playroom, and uh, we hope you're going to join us. And really, it's going to feel so great. Just visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to stay informed about all the sexy, open-minded events that are happening in your area 
and around the world. Absolutely. All right. We're back. We didn't go anywhere. You know we're Carol and David. This is a sexy lifestyle. And now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. And as you know, we love getting down and dirty with all our guests talking about their personal sex lives and relationships. And of course, Janelle's not going to be able to get out of it. So no exception here. <laughs> let's get started, Janelle. We noticed that you wrote a blog about having multiple orgasms. Is that something that you experience often? Uh, yes, it is. But it's something that I didn't, you know, that it, it was born to me until I, uh, until I learned to, um, to practice that, just like with anything else in life. Practice really does make perfect. <laughs> now, do you have clitoral orgasms, or do you have them when you're fucking, or do you prefer them when you're masturbating? Um, you know, for me, I, I stayed away from a clitoral orgasm um, because when, when I first started doing my training, simply because what I mentioned before, without getting too much into it, I don't want to confuse people, is um, we really, we want women to get more into their body and to experience different types of orgasms than just the clitoral. And unfortunately, the clitoral orgasm tends to be so closely related to the masculine one that it often leaves, um, it often leaves uh, women feeling empty and not, not pleasured. So we really focus on other forms of orgasms and having women just begin to experience pleasure in their body. And so in other parts of their body, maybe just through massage, things like that. So for me, I gave it up for a long time. And then I learned to control the orgasm so that I wasn't explosive. I wasn't losing energy. I was bringing the energy back into the body. But I don't prefer that orgasm, really. I will do a blended one, you know, with um, a G-spot stimulation and um, a clitoral stimulation at the same time. But I, I try to stay... I, I'm not actually very happy with clitoral orgasms because they leave me feeling quite empty. Got it, got it. Now, at the beginning yeah. of the show, you talked about <laughs> the, the, the young studs that you were playing with. Do you also play with, yeah. women, with women once in a while? You know, in my past, I had, but currently, you know, I, I have not. And, it's, you know, not because, you know, I, I wouldn't. The situation hasn't, you know, really you know, been there <laughs> to, for it to happen. But um, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I, I do love women. I think they're beautiful and uh, stunning, really. Um, I don't consider myself bi or anything like that. But sometimes, like, it's just like, wow, she's so beautiful. <laughs> like, you know, it, it just kind of takes over you, which is, I think, what happens to men. The point that my question was, because you're so into your body, I wanted to ask if you found that... Um, having sex with a woman versus having sex with a man, did the oh, woman know how to no. handle your body better? Oh, no, 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 absolutely no. For me, that's a massive no. Because remember, for, for not remember, but in Tantra, it's all about polarity. And so it's all about a balance of masculine and feminine energy. So for me, I need like a 6'4 minimum, 240, <laughs> 15 pounds of solid black muscle that's just what i need uh -huh. and so i you know i date african-american men and i just love them and i don't deviate from that because that's what feeds me and their presence is like you know i'm five eight not like yeah you know, i'm thin but i'm curvy and so it's like i <clears throat> i just need that powerful man to just like pick me up and just like take control and 
what about throw you, me honey? on the bed and be able to like yeah like and i can i could never get that with a woman no i get it, just it. wouldn't turn, I get it. Not, it wouldn't turn me on and even as swingers because we're <laughs> swingers it's very often assumed that all swinging women uh like other women because we're always kind of all play together in the same bed same room however i need mm-hmm. my big cock also that's what, what i'm looking arms? for exactly. i love arms and chest and shoulders when they're oh my gosh that really oh really turns God. me on yeah yeah just i love it feeling that presence of mm-hmm. like a man just like wrapping mm-hmm. his arms around you and swooping you up or like yeah. when my nfl player would come in the door he just like picks me up with one arm he's a linebacker and i'm like oh my god Yay, <laughs> like you know cool. picking me up like he picks up a, a lineman on the field you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just so it's so hot i love that yeah for yeah. sure wow and you also write about why guys love giving anal sex i know i'm changing the topic very quickly here i'm just moving along because we are going to run out of time but you've got so much information we want to get out there why is this something also yeah. that you enjoy you know, <laughs> I am on this journey. I unfortunately, like, unfortunately for me, you know, I, I don't always enjoy anal sex with the men that I sleep with because they're just, it's, they're so big right. and it's just hard to, it's hard and I'm not a porn star. Um, and honestly, those women, they don't really enjoy it either. It's very painful for them. But I do like toys. I do enjoy toys. A nice toy is like, it's just such a crazy orgasm. Like you don't even understand what's happening in your body. <laughs> it's just like, um, but I prefer that versus a man because I just, it's hard for me to relax into the pain of how big they are. Right, <laughs> then that. um, yeah. like I can take it internally. And even sometimes on my worst days, I'm like, how, how have I ever had sex with you? I can't do this today. But like um, for the, for the anal, no, I, I prefer a toy mm-hmm. than, than an actual penis talk, whatever people are saying these days. We say something totally different in Sanskrit, so. Um, and and, why, and yeah. why do you think why do you think men are so into anal sex? <clears throat> They're into anal sex because this is different. It's so many different things. It's, it can be tighter. It's different. It's a power kind of power control play. They're behind you. They're pulling you into them. It's exciting. It switches things up. It also brings them closer to you. There's so many dynamics and it's just exciting. And men, men are always wanting to feel a little bit of like thrill, you know, in, in sex. So yeah, For a sure. lot of, a lot of different dynamics. So, so recently, you know, pegging has become, we'll say that almost a new normal out there. Have you been with a guy who says, you know, put on a strap on or give take a toy and do me up the ass? Um, I have been, not, not, how do I say this? Graciously. I have been with someone not uh, not as a partner, but as like I was doing a service, okay. if you will. Got it. So yeah, not yeah. So not something I'm excited to do in my sexual like escapades, sexcapades. But um, I have experienced this before um, when I was with a client, and it was it was. God, man, it was an interesting dynamic. Let me just say that. But I know a lot of my clients talk about it and they love it. And they said it's just, it feels powerful to them. And and they really like that, mm-hmm. to be in control. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know what? I'm in control so much. I want a guy to, to take control, you yeah, know? Yeah, I, I, I call the shots everything in my business, my son being a single mom, the nonprofit I have. I just, I, I don't want to do that. I just like, just let's just go. Not saying I don't want to work, 
but it, it doesn't really do anything for me like that, like excite me right well i always tell david <laughs> like that like a little bdsm or uh-huh. something like that you know yeah, for sure. I would be a dom, but not a pegging dom. <laughs> yeah. Well, I agree. Even David has um, talked about have, getting a strap on. I'm there. no way. That's way too much work. You know, you guys are built for that. That's why yeah. those ass muscles exactly. are so strong. You know, they've been thrusting since they were in the womb. That's not something we normally do, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm with you on exactly. that. Exactly. That is exactly, yeah. Yes. And, and another one yeah. of your blogs, you talk about threesomes. And are they better to, in your fantasy or are they better in reality? What's your opinion on that? I definitely fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's very awkward. There's always like a, an odd man out. I've talked to, you know, so many people from, from, you know, every walk of life you could think in my, in my coaching and on my Tantra workshop. Um, we actually have a big one coming up in Mexico. Y'all should come to it. But at any rate, uh, I just feel like everyone has always said like, Oh my God, it's going to be so great. But no one talks about the next morning or, mm-hmm. you know, um, I felt really weird and then like it was a colleague and I could or a friend or best friend or I couldn't we, we lost that friendship. Yeah. <laughs> so many you know, I think maybe it can work, but I think it's probably the best if it's like someone people say, Oh, I wanna do it with someone I know I say, That's the worst idea because mm. it might not be this unless this is your lifestyle, then I think that's a little different. But for the average Joe and Jane, I just feel like probably better if it's someone you don't know, right. like you go to Vegas, you look someone up, you use protection and then you move on. I mean, I've been to all the swingers clubs in Vegas and frankly, you know, they were not exciting to me <laughs> at all. I just think um, it has to be with someone that obviously you feel a connection with too. Yeah, That's for sure. sure. And, and have you had a threesome? Yeah. Yeah, I've had a couple and they were, they were not great. I did one cause I just wanted to sleep with a guy. <laughs> it was really bad and they were like open or whatever and uh that was the only way i was going to be able to sleep with them is if i did the threesome (laughs) so it was was him and his girlfriend and you (laughs) yeah and it was unpleasant at best he was like a ex-basketball player and she was like so upset the whole time and it was just it was horrible it was just horrible it was so i'm like oh my god this is so awkward and in their fantasy it's always wonderful so you're saying just keep it in your fantasy and keep playing that fantasy to spice it up oh yeah just use a fantasy man nobody gets hurt there's no weirdness at the end of the day just do that yeah that's what i would recommend anyway now now you mentioned you've been to some of the swing clubs now we've been swingers for 12 years and it's it's part of our fabric and who we are and 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 we have an amazing amazing time in the swinging lifestyle um was it because mm-hmm. you went as a single and you didn't connect with the people or you went to the wrong club? It could have been both. We went to, I went to, with a girlfriend of mine, we went to kind of all of them in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it was just, we were not like attracted to any of the people. We didn't find like, you know, any of the people like attractive. And they were like, at, this was, you know, 10 years ago. I was younger, obviously. And the audience was like more of an older audience. Mm-hmm. So we were just like, okay, this is not, my girlfriend loved it. She was just laughing and she was pretty drunk. And I was just like, Oh God, can you please just get out of here? I mean, it was an experience I'll never forget, but it yeah, just we, wasn't. We, we, wasn't we definitely understand me. what you're saying because there are compatible people for <clears throat> compatible people in the lifestyle. And it does happen at resorts mm-hmm. like hedonism and on bliss cruise that, um, Correct. that, you know, you're there with the wrong group at the wrong week at the wrong time. Because, you know, we go out with um, young swingers to hedonism and everybody's under 40 and 
the, the guys are built and the girls are sexy and it's just a different type of people. And then we've been there where there's, you know, the older crowd. And yeah, for sure, the younger crowd, but young swingers aren't going to get along with the older crowd who are over 60. So you have to, you know, choose and find the right evening that the right groups are going there. So, yeah, you obviously got a wrong night. Right. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. It was just a wrong night. So, yeah, I think it's just about being, feeling comfortable and, like, I've never been to the resorts and all that sort of stuff. I, I have friends that work at them, but so I'm sure it would be different mm-hmm. there on that or the cruise and stuff. Before we get into our final yeah. advice, let's just ta- touch a little bit on the topic of pornography. Do you enjoy watching porn? I, I enjoy watching the porn I make. <laughs> okay, that's good. Because I've been in the porn industry and I understand, like, what is going on and that these most of these women are being exploited. I see how it really happens, and it's just, it's not attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think some of the more conscious porn, like I would watch, you know, but for me, I just prefer to make my own, yeah. so I do. <laughs> That's good. That's okay, too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing like watching yourself on camera, <laughs> for me, anyway. <laughs> All right. So listen, this, now it. it's time to get some final advice because unfortunately <laughs> our hour is nearly up and we're going to have to be signing off. What would you say are the top two things that a couple should know so they can experience great connection and intimacy together? Uh, the first thing I would say is that it is always about themselves first. I know that sounds weird, but it's like the relationship that you so desperately want with this lover is the relationship that you really desperately want with you. So if you're not getting love in your life, then you have to give yourself more love. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds like so simple, but I promise you these little things like make the difference because everything begins and ends with the relationship with yourself. And there's just not enough emphasis on that emphasis. Wow. it was a crazy word. There's not enough emphasis on that today. So I would say the most thing is don't go into a relationship or if you are in one, do the work to really get raw and real and dirty with yourself because from there will form the most intimate connection of your life. And the second thing I would say is that once you've established that connection, then it becomes really about your partner and seeing your partner in a beautiful state, no matter what's going on. And that's a hard thing because we so want to say, well, my partner did this. Well, my partner did that. Well, they did this to me. And it's always, blaming the other person instead of looking at this person as the the man or woman that you fell in love with and looking them at them in that light regardless of what's going on but there's a quote that says you know if you treat treated your relationship and your if you treated your partner the way you did in the beginning of the relationship there wouldn't be an end mm-hmm. cool i like that so <laughs> I think that this is, you know, is the most powerful concept is going back to what drew you to that person and staying in that state and, and, and not, uh, no matter what happens, you choose, you choose love, make love about love mm-hmm. and not about what he should, what she did, what I thought, you know, like, let's stop all that. Very, very cool. Let's make love about love. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Well, that is a fantastic way to end an amazing <clears throat> show, Janelle Gordon. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here Thank and sharing you so much. all that great information. Why don't you take a second and tell everyone how they can find you online, social media, your website. Yeah. So um, theofactors.com 
And um, yeah, you can find everything about me, all my programs and YouTube is on there too. So if you just click on there, I give a lot of amazing content around relationships on YouTube, as you, as y'all discovered. And also my Instagram is I am Janelle Gordon. I also give a lot of amazing free content there. And um, if you're not scared of COVID <laughs> um, and you are in the Mexico Cali area, we're having an amazing Tantra retreat um, with a beautiful black uh, NFL player that's co-teaching with me the end of September. So yeah, just reach out to me if you like details on that on my website. We'd love to have you come do some nude body paints and yeah, so we're going to be having all kinds of fun stuff like that cacao ceremony. So it's going to be a beautiful way to kind of get out of the post COVID and step into step into some inner sexy and connection. So yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And listen, if you've missed any of that information, you can just go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests, including Janelle, is going to have their own guest page with all of their information. And you can even contact them if you have questions, whether it's about sex, sexuality, or any of the courses being offered. And that all the information will be posted right there. So we're learning more and more from all our fantastic guests, and we hope that you do too. I just want to take a moment to remind you also about our new partnership with Alt Playground APG. If you're looking for an online open-minded community to find compatible people and events in your area, then you should join altplayground.net. That's A-L-T, playground.net. It's a lifestyle site that's expanding to include lots of amazing, sexy lifestyle resources that'll connect you with other people and open-minded folks. And remember to stay healthy and sexy and follow all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, practice social distancing, and please wear a mask continue to listen to our show the sexy lifestyle with carol and david and go to our website of course thesexylifestyle.com and if you have any questions at all you can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com well that's it for our show today a special thank you to janelle gordon and especially to you for listening join us again next time for another hour of the sexy lifestyle talking about sex sexuality and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life well that's it for today remember stay safe and of course stay sexy everyone Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.